Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Steps to change. All right, all right. I, I said change and, and how to make an exchange. I call it steps to change, but it's, it's about change for 2020. Are you ready to change? Are you ready for some new things and you know, uh, I remember there used to be this commercial. I think it was Taco Bell or something like that. And they were all walking, and they kept, and it, it, they kept adding to the people, and they kept saying, same place, same place, same thing. You know, I, I think it was Taco Bell. Del Taco. Okay, there you go. <laughs> One of those. But it, it reminds me of that commercial that, you know, if you, go, if you do the same thing over and over, don't think you're going to have something new next year. You're going to have to do something different to receive something new. And so I want to start there. See, the, the Lord will give you words to change others' lives, but first you have to obey what the change is for your life. You've got to make change. If you expect there's going to be change in others, you start the change. It's like you, you do the domino effect. You make it happen. Uh, the Lord can't bring to remembrance what you haven't put in you. So determine for this year. I mean, you know, the world even says the, where they do all kinds of things they write for a new year and all that kind of stuff. But that's not what we're wanting you to do. Not what we're wanting you to write down. We, we want you to take it to heart, to get the, the wisdom of God, the direction of God for your life. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus gave us a new life, a new nature. So we walk in that. We receive it and walk in that newness of life. But the way you have dominion over your flesh is you have to renew your mind. And the words will change and uh, cause a change in your life. You have to, so you have to take that dominion over your flesh. You have to renew your mind to the word. Sure, your heart's been changed, but you've got to change the part of that triune being too. You have to make changes. And um, my first scripture I want to share with you is Acts 1, 4, and 5. Start kind of uh, went over a little bit of that about the Holy Ghost. And I, that, mainly what I want to teach with you today is I want you to recognize the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, if we know the Father, we know the Son, we receive the Son. But so many times we don't know the importance of the third person of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. The, some people don't like to say Holy Ghost, but if you want, I'll say Holy Spirit, so that you understand that. But Acts 4 and 5, Jesus speaking, he says, While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, or which he said, You have heard me speak, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. So the disciples went to the upper room and waited for that empowerment. And then uh, in Acts, also chapter 1, verse 8, it says, And you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So after Jesus had met with them, those 40 days and 40 nights, he told them, go, wait in the upper room to be empowered. He wanted them to go with his power. And he says, you have to wait there to receive it. And what he was telling them is, I'll be, I'll be in you. I'm not going to just walk with you, but I'm going to be in you. I'm going to use you. It's going to be my ability in you. But he said, go there and wait for it. We don't have to wait any longer. The Holy Ghost has come. All you have to do is receive the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Art and I, um, we used to meet in a, uh, uh, it had been a mortuary, but it had long gone. That had been long gone. But it was a, a couple had a home, and downstairs was where they did all that. But it wasn't 
embalming and everything, but it wasn't like that any longer. But they, we, they let us start having Bible studies there. And we had a man come and teach us about the Holy Spirit. And I got filled with the Holy Ghost right away. Pastor Art took a little longer. <laughs> I don't know why, but he took a little longer. But we've been praying in tongues ever since. Oh, it's been over 45 years, I guess, or so. But, you know, I thank God that somebody introduced us to the power of the Holy Spirit. I, it's, uh, so many fight that. They fight praying in tongues. They fight that because that's where your power lies. That's where your strength, that's where your direction. There's so much to being filled with the Holy Spirit and the evidence. So the first step to change in your life, if you haven't, if you've been, haven't been saved, then get saved. Receive Jesus. That's the greatest thing you can do for yourself. To receive the Lord. After that, you're the second greatest thing you can do is get filled with the Holy Ghost. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. And get empowered. Jesus told them that's what he wanted them to do. Even though they had walked with him. He says, okay, now here's the next step. Go and wait in the upper room and you're going to be empowered. And the, the Holy Ghost came and Pastor Art shared a little bit about that. About how 3,000 souls were saved after they came out. And it's in, in that particular passage, it talks about how men were hearing them in languages that they didn't know. They go, how do they speak this? Are they drunk? No, but they were speaking languages as, and that they didn't even know. So what were they speaking? They were probably preaching in that language. Isn't that awesome? And that's a, a part of that. But the heavenly language is the language of heaven. See, when we get to heaven, we're not going to speak English. I know we think that's the only great language on the earth. Right? <laughs> we think everybody should speak it. <laughs> You know, it, it's funny because um, I, whenever I go to another country, I always want to learn some of their language. I want to be able to communicate with them. I want them to know that I, people love their language. And they love it when you try to speak their language. And they'll even help you. And so I know when Pastor Art goes to Mexico, you know, he'll have a translator. And there's people in there that can speak English too. And they're always helping the translator to say the right words while they're, while they're preaching. All the time, he says. They all go, no, no. They'll say, the, you know, correct them and stuff. But, um, but we, when we have the, the opportunity to get filled, then we have the opportunity to bring heaven into our lives. We can speak the language of heaven. How awesome is that? And sometimes we, we don't take advantage of that. The world doesn't have that. It's not a, a part of them. He says, but again, Acts 1.8, You shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. And he started in their, in their city, in their surroundings. We, we should say, I've received power in Placentia, in Anaheim, in Fullerton, to go forth and do the works of God. So we must look for the, not look for the uh, spectacular, let's, let's look for the supernatural. That's the beginning of the supernatural power of God in your life is praying in the Holy Ghost. That's, your, that's one of your steps to change. Determine the year of 2020, you're going to be walking in the supernatural, walking in the spirit. It, sh- it should be a lifestyle, a daily walk. We don't come in and out. We, we shouldn't go in the spirit, walk out of the spirit. We, we just walk in the spirit. Just walk in the supernatural every day of our life. And, um, and you need that for your families, your children. You need to know by the Holy Ghost things. Find out things by the Spirit of God. He wants to reveal things to you. So praying in the, in the Spirit. At first, get filled with the Holy Ghost. The next step change, pray in tongues. So uh, Jude 1.20 tells us, But you, beloved, build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. And what does it say? Pray in the Holy Spirit. 
That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to increase. Pray in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you can do that anywhere, anytime. You, you know, you don't, you don't have to just stop and do it. Just pray in tongues when you're combing your hair, brushing your teeth, whatever you're doing, showering. Pray. Get into a habit. If you don't do, if you don't do something as a habit, you, you forget it. It's like when you get up every day, you get up, wash your face, brush your teeth, use the restroom, whatever you do. It's a habit. You just do it all. You do those things. You don't hardly think about it. And so it should be that way with praying in tongues. Get into a habit of praying in the Spirit. Uh, this will cause us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and His voice by praying in, in tongues. So make a change to become more spiritual by spending time with your Heavenly Father. Learn to recognize the voice of the Holy Ghost to guide and lead you. He wants to guide and lead you. Oh my gosh, all my life I, I have seen the hand of God in my life. I've, I've seen where He's spoken to me and I obeyed Him and what took place, what transpired because I obeyed, obeyed what the Holy Ghost told me. Uh, John 2, 5 says, <clears throat> But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, the protector and provider, the doorkeeper, opens the gate for this man, and the sheep hear his voice and pray uh, 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 and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out to pasture. When he has brought all his own sheep outside, he walks on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice and recognize his call. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. See, and so I don't listen to the voice of the world or people. I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to guide and lead me. See, I know his voice. I become acquainted with it. I don't have to sit there and say, was that God? I don't know if that was God. We shouldn't, as believers, I mean, we shouldn't, people are saying, oh, the devil did this, the devil said that. Why do we know the devil's voice so loud and clear, but we don't know God's voice? I don't listen to a stranger, the devil, uh, you know, compromise and people and all this stuff. I don't listen. See, because I follow the whole, I follow the shepherd. So get up every day saying, thank you, Father. I hear your voice. I know my shepherd's voice. You guide me. You lead me into all truth. And today I'll fulfill your plan and purpose for your life. Today I walk in favor. Today your will is being done in my life. See, get up expecting to hear the voice of God. It could just be something very simple. Go here, do that, turn here. Sometimes God is wanting to instruct you to protect you. To guide you. Don't make that deal. Don't buy that. Don't do this. Just little things. It's not, being, it's not being emotional or suspicious. It's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I believe in 2020, we have to become more, more and more sensitive to the, the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit, to make the right choices. So that was, um, in, uh, you saw that, John 10, 2 through 5. Oh, I, I was thinking about this. It's just—it's like a child. If, if I, um, when we were at Christmas, my uh, nephew Ben has a, a little girl, nine months old, Ava, and I was playing with her like peekaboo, and she was smiling. But as soon as I went to hold her, oh, she screamed. Their alarm went off. I don't know you. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> and she wouldn't let me hold her. She let me look at her and play with her and that, but she wouldn't let me touch her. Brent picked her up backwards, like, you know, where she's facing out, and she didn't cry. But as soon as she saw who he was, she's like this looking. Oh, she screamed. See, she don't go with a stranger, even at nine months old. She's sensitive. <laughs> she knows. I want the voice. I, want, I, I hear my mother's voice. I recognize her. I recognize her, how she looks. 
You may not see the Father, but you can recognize the voice of the Spirit. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. And we ought to scream in an alarm. No, I won't listen to the stranger's voice. No, I won't go do that. No, I won't be a part of that. See, we ought to be that sensitive that we walk day by day in the Spirit. 2020, let's get ready for change. Say, God, I'm changing. I'm becoming more sensitive to your Holy Spirit. So I say, sometimes we forget there is a Holy Spirit. So many churches don't even pray in tongues anymore because it's not user-friendly. The Holy Ghost is friendly. It's friendly to me. <laughs> but we, we push aside the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Jesus says, I must go that he would come. He said, I have to go because I'm just in one place at one time. When he comes, he'll fill you. He will empower you. He'll give you ability. Uh, every one of you, you don't have to wait. Excuse me. I know my thing went off. <laughs> but so the Holy Spirit will only speak what is, is in agreement with the written word and the living word. And, and you, um, if you don't recognize the Lord's direction, don't go around guessing. Speak, speak the word. Wait for that peace. Sometimes it's just like it, I, there's a scripture in the Old Testament where it says, he, he wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the rain. He was the still, small voice. We're expecting him to scream at us? No. He nudges you. I know with me, with the Holy Spirit, sometimes he'll have, ask me to do something, to give something, and I, just that nudging. You can't get rid of it. It's like, it, until you do it, and then, okay, I, I, I'm done. I did it. I, I, or I said it, or I, I went there, I did this. It, he keeps nudging at you. Sometimes it's just that still, small voice of the Lord speaking to you, guiding you. and leads. Sometimes he'll put somebody in your heart. Have you ever had that where you said, God will put somebody in your heart? Next thing they know, you run into them. I'm serious. Or they call you or so out of the blue. And say, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. What do you think? Come on, get sense, get, pay attention to your sensitivity. You are sensitive to it. He lives in you. Stop condemning yourself and thinking you don't hear him and know him. Become more familiar with the Holy Spirit. But you have to develop that sensitivity. You have to, you know, be obedient to that. Pay attention to that. So as you pray in tongues, um, your, your prayer life becomes more effective and you receive revelation of the word and revelation of God's will and purpose for your life. So, and and I, I believe as you walk in the spirit, uh, so important is to walk first in the fruit, the love, joy, peace, all those things bring credibility to the gifts of the spirit. The most valuable weapon against the flesh and the devil is the, the fruit of the spirit. Be sensitive by walking in the fruit. Just determine, I, I'm walking in the love of God, the peace of God. Like Pastor Art was saying about that guy doing to him with, in, with a camera, but he didn't say anything. He held his peace. He says, what good is it to get angry with somebody about it? He just, he, he let the peace of God. And look at somebody else was watching. And all those years later, they recognized. I remember you. I remember what you did. Your fruit will be recognized. People will pay attention when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance. The Bible says against such there is no law. You walk in those fruit, and that causes you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And it causes the, the gifts to rise up in you. So the Holy Spirit will only speak, again, what is in agreement with the Word of God and with the life of God. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Become more effective, more sensitive. When you walk in the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will go places you've never been before. And do things you've never done before. I was thinking about this myself. Not to brag on me, but just because I have, I, I, I'm my only example. And just to give you an example, 
by the Holy just by God, divine interventions, divine directions. I have been to so many countries. I've been to Moscow. I went to Paris three times. London, Edsel, Scotland, Johannesburg, Durban, South Africa, Guatemala, Mexico City many times. Uh, three times to Canada and in many states and cities. All those, I, I look back and I think, Lord, look at all the places you took me. But I went with a purpose. I had a call of God and I, God quickened and, and, and some of those trips, women went with me. And, and it's awesome that I was able to bring them a part in that and they were able to do so. I went with Marilyn Hickey to Russia and laid hands on people, passed out Bibles, got people filled with the Holy Ghost, doing the works of God. But see, it was because I, I hungered and thirst for that righteousness. I hungered and thirst to know him and to be sensitive to his whole spirit and be, be able to be used by God. Imagine all those in Edsel, Scotland. You say, why were you in Edsel, Scotland? My brother was stationed there in the military. And um, we were, I think, where were we going to go, love? Was it Hawaii or where were we heading? Hawaii. Hawaii? We, uh, we didn't even have children yet, so that's how long ago it was. In fact, our first flight, first plane trip was to Scotland. Can you imagine? Well, actually to London. In those days, you had to go to London first, all the way from L.A. We'd never even been on a plane, neither one of us. And uh, we, we flew to London. Then we took a train 10 hours to Edsel of Scotland, where he was stationed in the Navy. When we got there, we were like this. Just like your body was just, just like motion of the train, you know. But through that, but by the reason we went to Scotland, the Lord had showed Art and showed him uh, this group of believers and a Bible study that he was going to be ministering to these men in the military. And when Angelo called, he goes, hi, Angelo. And he goes, how would you know it was me? He goes, the Lord showed me. See, how does that happen? Because when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he'll show you things. He will reveal things to you. And we went there with a purpose, with the plan of God. Every trip I've gone on, God has supplied it. I, we go with a purpose. There's always provision. We don't come home in debt. You know, just a full supply. And we did that. And through, because my uh, brother was serving the Lord at the time. And uh, he had a, they had a Bible study group there in Scotland. And we went there and Art laid hands. Some of them got filled with the Holy Ghost to take that gift to people. A couple of them became pastors later on, three of them. Uh, one of them went to, two of them went to Raina. Isn't that awesome? That you could go somewhere and affect a life and transform it for eternity and who knows how many other generations that were affected because we went to Edsel, Scotland. And then we got to go to London while we were there. And I also went to London with Marilyn Hickey. Uh, Sue and I did. Uh, Sue went with me to, um, what do you call it, to Moscow. Uh, Suzanne went with me to, to Paris. And when I was in Paris, we were there with another minister. She was doing the preaching up in northern uh, uh, France. I can't remember the name of the city we went to. But I said, we got to leave out of uh, Paris, so I want to go there because I want to speak over that city. I'm, I know God's called me there for something. So as soon as we were getting on the plane, I just put my hand out and said, Paris, I'm coming back to you, and I will preach here. Right. So you've got to put your words out there, too. If God gives you a word, then start speaking it. Give life to it. Start declaring it. So I started declaring, I will come back, and I will preach. And so I kept looking for, well, that's what I, I had already had it in my heart to go there. But I went back with a, a lady, um, and uh, this was through, well, I should say, Crenshaw Christian Center. I went with her. 
and uh, we got to, to go and have a, it was just awesome, I mean, the things that, that transpired over the years, but when I went to Paris, I got to go and have a big, huge women's meeting, they hadn't, the pastor had remarried, and they hadn't had a women's meeting for years because he didn't trust women, and he let us have a women's meeting. I got to lay hands on people. I mean, just supernatural things. I think, God, you've given me so many opportunities to be an extension of your will and your word. And at that meeting, I laid hands on women to, be, uh, to become pregnant. And the pastor's wife afterwards, she had me go in her office, and she said, can you lay hands on me? We've been married, I don't know, five or six years, and we don't have any children. He had a daughter from his first marriage. I laid hands on her. Within months, she was pregnant. The baby, I've shared this before, the baby was born on our anniversary. I went back years later and got to see that young man preaching. His father passed away from heart problems. She, took, she was um, doing, carrying the church, and he was up there preaching as a teenage boy. And I thought, God, how powerful is that, that you go equipped with you know, weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds praying for people. Um, Julie, uh, she was there, and that's where she met me. Julie and Olivia, they met me there. And I prayed for her, but it was for one of her friends here in California that didn't have any children and now has a, a little girl because we, we prayed in proxy and believed God that he sent his word to them. And then that's how they eventually came out here and came to the church. There's so many things out there to transpire. You just never know when God leads you somewhere how many generations and how many people it will affect. Excuse me, I, my thing goes off. Sometimes my, uh, my iPad, I don't have it set long enough, it goes off on me. I've got to turn it back on or you know, re-enter my code. Uh, so when you walk in the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will go places you've never been before again, and you'll do things you've never done before. So awesome. Just think of all these cities. Moscow, I mean, every one of these trips were so significant, so supernatural. To go to Moscow with Marilyn Hickey and minister to people. And uh, Johannesburg, we went there three or four times. And had our Bible school there. We went with somebody else. It was a start. But Art knew in his heart he wanted to go to Africa. For a long time, I didn't want to, you know. But eventually I said yes. And as soon as I said yes, the door opened. Opportunities. And sometimes you have to go with somebody else to get your foot in the door. And go with people that are already equipped and there. And have favor and have connections. And that's what we did. We went with, and, and th- through that, then we got our own connections, and we started going back and ministering there. Um, John 14, 16 and 17, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, a standby, to be with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he is the Holy Spirit. He remains with you continually and will be in you. Isn't that awesome? That's John uh, 14, 16 through 17. He's your comforter. He's your advocate. He's your intercessor. He's your counselor. He's your strengthener. He's your standby. Woo, glory. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Why do we forget about the Holy Spirit? Why are we becoming, you know, like Baptists or something? Not... They're not bad. I was saved through the baptisters. Thank God I got salvation. But I moved on. I changed. I, I got a hold of this power. I had to move into an, I had to leave the Baptist church in order to be able to walk in this power. It wasn't there at the Baptist church. It wasn't there at the Catholic church. 
I had to go somewhere where the power of God was being demonstrated, being manifested. But don't just be an observer of the Holy Spirit. Jump into the water. Get wet. Enjoy the power of the Holy Spirit. First receive Him. Then receive the manifestations, which is praying in tongues. And after that, start being sensitive to hear His voice. It's a step-by-step. You know, it, it, how do you think we run a church except by the direction of the Holy Spirit? We have to be sensitive to His Spirit. Um, I could just go on and on with accounts of how I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I obeyed it, and, I, what, and what transpired. Not just trips, but different things. Uh, I know I've shared some of these before, but it, it, I guess it was so significant when Pastor and I, I were getting ready to sign a... Uh, a loan to get buy chairs for the church. Oh, we thought, yeah, that was a good thing, right? We're buying chairs for the church. We're borrowing $20,000. Is that a good thing? I don't think so. <laughs> but at the time, we were trying to do what we could do. Sitting there to sign papers. The Holy Spirit said, don't do it. I had to tell him, we can't do this heart. I just got that in my heart. Don't do it. Sometimes it's just that still small voice says, don't do it. And I didn't. Uh, we didn't do it. And weeks later, a man was in the church. And I, I, I think I shared the story that God told me not to do that, you know. And he, he, all of a sudden, an usher came up and he gave, and handed me a man in the church that wasn't even a member visiting, gave us $20,000. It was there. God had it. God has what you have need of. Stop trying to do it in your own flesh and your own strength. Get direction from the Holy Spirit. Stop moving out on your, own, on your own means and your own ways. Ask God. God, reveal to me by the Holy Spirit how I can accomplish this, what I need to do, where I need to go. And, you know, he will guide you. He'll guide you and lead you into all truth. He'll show you things to come. Now, if your pastor is allowed to put the word in you, he drives the world out of you. And he has words by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes in a service, sometimes you might just be there when God has a word for you by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we wage a good warfare by the prophecies gone before us. Um, so many times, I mean, Jesse Duplantis told us this. It's been a few years now, and we're seeing it. He's, he told us at a meeting in New Orleans. He says, Art and Joanne, Satan has robbed things from you, but in the next five years, it's all going to be restored. So I've been, call, I've, been, I've been waging a good warfare and declaring it. Yeah. And we're seeing it. Yeah. Uh, seeing some mighty things taking place of restoration to what has been robbed us. And the devil can't have our goods. He can't have our stuff. And we're trusting God for a full restoration of everything that's been taken from us. I believe the prophet of God. I believe what he said. If you believe your pastor when he teaches you, and he, if he's saying, God told me to teach on change and exchange, then get a hold of it. Say, I gotta, I gotta get a hold of this. I gotta make some changes. But if I can't, if I don't hear what God is speaking, how can I change? I gotta be here to hear the man of God. So if your pastor again is allowed to speak the word, it's gonna drive out anything that the world has, anything that is not necessary in your life. Let this year be your greatest year of change. Move from walking in the natural to walking daily in the spirit. Daily walk in the spirit. Get up every day again and declare it. I'm sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I hear my shepherd's voice. I don't receive a stranger's voice. I'm allowing the peace of God to rule my heart and my mind. Remember, the Holy Spirit speaks only what the Father tells him. So when he speaks, 
to you, that's the first authorization the Lord has given you. If he spoke, then God is authorizing it. And then, when you step out in faith, he's empowering you. The Holy Spirit will empower you as you step out. John 16, 13. This has always been my favorite scripture. My favorite scripture. Arts is Acts 1, 1, 1. And mine's John 16, 13. But when the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. I love that scripture. The Holy Spirit is not only just guiding me day by day, but he's showing me things to come. I receive that. And you know what? The world has a counterfeit. They go to fortune tellers to try to find out the the future and, the, and, and your horoscope. That's, that's a counterfeit. If there's a counterfeit, there's got to be a genuine. You can't have a counterfeit without a genuine. So there is a genuine where God wants to show you things to come. He wants to show you things about your children. I remember uh, when uh, uh, my son Joel, our son, was going to Spain. I told Art, I said, he's going for three months as a college program. Americans go, they live together, they go to college, they learn the, the language, they're immersed in the language. And I said, Art, right, we've got to be prepared. God told me he's going to, I just know in my spirit, he's going to be gone for a year. Prepare ourselves for that. And, and he did, he stayed a whole year, and he became fluent in Spanish. And, uh, and then another one went to Paris for the princess tea. I, I told the staff, we're going to have three of them. I just know it. We started preparing for three buying stuff for three, three meetings. Did everything prepared. But we didn't have three meetings. It didn't look like it. And, and you can still, oh, thank you. That's, that's a picture of the biggest one we had. It was there um, at the, the church where a little boy, I told you that I had laid hands on the pastor's wife. That was years before this. Uh, but uh, we did, the, the last one was there, and we did two other ones. But isn't it awesome to be able to go and touch lives? That's just the girls that's not even the boys. The boys was that many. We took a picture with the boys, and there was just as many boys as there were. That's how huge it was. Um, she's there. The pastor's like, I can't see you from here. She's wearing red. Can you see her? Oh, yeah. On the, you can see her. Um, better turn around. She's on the left top, the red. Uh-huh. That's the pastor's wife. And, uh, and she translated. And I even learned how to give my story in French. Which, <laughs> that is not an easy language, believe me. <laughs> Any little accent wrong, you got it wrong. And she would stand there and kind of help me along to make sure they understood me. But I just determined, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to them in their language. And uh, it was just such an awesome time, but I knew we were going to do three. I just knew it because the Lord revealed it to me. So I, I told us that we're going to do three, and we did. We did three in one weekend. We had to rent a bus because there was a big train strike at the time. Art felt impressed to rent a bus. We did, and we got to this other location that wasn't even near us. We couldn't have gotten there. A lot of the people didn't even make it because they could, got stuck and couldn't get their trains. Yeah, I don't, you may not remember, but there was a huge train strike in that year when we went. And I can't remember what year it was now. But Sue's not here to remind me what year it was. But uh, it was probably, uh, was, I don't know, was it like 2010 or something? Something like that? 2010? And, uh, you know, how awesome that just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, like you can affect so many people's lives. I mean, I can just go on and on with different things that God has done. And, and sometimes I think, you know what? I've kind of put aside listening to the Holy Spirit being sensitive. 
we all got to sometimes pick it up. You know, just not, sometimes you got to pick it back up. Like, I need to pray in tongues more. I need to start speaking that more. Because you just, like I said, same old, same old. I don't want same old in 2020. I want the, the will of God, the works of God, the life of God. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, but each one of us have to find that place. My phone, the thing went out again. <laughs> so walking in the influence of the Holy Spirit, you'll go places, like I said, and do things you've never done before. And uh, let this year be a great time of change. Get up every day declaring that about the sheep, you know, the shepherd's voice. Remember the Holy Spirit speaks to us only on behalf of the Father. So whatever he's telling you, it's the Father speaking to you by way of the Holy Spirit. But again, let me finish that scripture. John 16, 13, that's the one. That he'll show you things to come. He'll show you, he says, he'll show you things to come, things in the future. What do you need to know for next year? What steps are you taking? Maybe there's a change on your job. Maybe there's a change in your living, you know, situation. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll show you things. Let there be that peace. Um, don't allow your life to be dominated by what people have to say. Sometimes it's not, it's not good to ask people questions like, should I do this, should I do that? Because they've got a hundred answers. And none of them are led of God. You know, they, they, don't, they don't know the direction God has for you. You, you just got to get the direction and then tell them, oh, here's what I'm doing. You know, then there's no um, opinion for that. We're going, so uh, the Holy Spirit is going to give you direction uh, and make things great for you. So seek the Father for the direction for 2020. Make changes to get you where you need to go uh, for the things that are coming up this year. Let that be the weapons of your warfare. The empowering of the Holy Spirit in your life. Each one of us have the Holy Spirit. If you've been saved and if you've invited him. If you haven't, receive the Holy Spirit today. Pray in the Holy Ghost. It's an awesome lifestyle. I'm I'm so glad that somebody cared enough to tell me about the Holy Spirit. And about being filled. And walking daily with the Holy Spirit. So every, every day I pray in tongues, but I thought, I, want to, I need to pick that up. I need, even myself, I want to increase in praying. And I want to increase my sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I, I, want, I want God to be able to tell me, go here, do that. Speak to that person, do this, give that. I want to be more sensitive. So even if you start with one little thing, maybe when you're, uh, I don't know, it, it could be any little thing. Even if it's like something that you own, just say, and you want to give it away. Say, Lord, show me who to give this to. And then, you know, you'll get a sensing or knowing, like, I need to do, give it to this person. And then when you give it to them, it's going to be more to them than it does to you. Because then, to them to, then you can let them know, the Lord told me to give this to you. God, once you give me this, they're experiencing the love of God through you. How awesome is that? You start with little things. You, you may not go to another country. I don't know. But that's where I wanted. I wanted to travel and preach the gospel. I wanted to go to other countries. Ever since I was a teenage girl, I used to look up in the sky. I wanted to be an airline stewardess, but I never made that. Because <laughs> I had such a desire to travel. And I would look up in the sky, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know the power of my words. But I would just point to planes and say, someday I'm going to fly you. Someday I'm going to travel. Because that was in my heart. I believe it was a, a plant of God. He put that in my heart, and I started giving voice to it. What are you going to give voice to in 2020? Start now. Don't wait till you hit New Year's Day to start giving voice to something. Start giving voice now to what you're believing God for. The will of God, the word of God. I didn't even realize how late it got. But <laughs> thank you, Jesus. I didn't watch my time. 
but I'm going to give it to Pastor Ardell. But I, I just believe, I, I didn't realize I'd get so emotional about this. But I guess because I've seen the hand of God, the life of God, how rich it is, how real he is, and how he wants to use each one of us in a special way. And we have to find that place with him, that we are sensitive and know our shepherd's voice. Amen? So be blessed. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.